Hey guys, this is Mookie from Even More About Nothing, and we just want to share a quick word from our sponsors. Jouet.co is an awesome website that sells fashionable, comfortable gaming clothing for nerds, geeks, and everyone into that kind of stuff. If you want to check out their awesome clothes from brands like FIFA, Final Fantasy, Dragon Ball Z, and Pokemon Go, check out the website Jouet.co. That's J-O-U-E dot C-O. What's up, guys? Thanks again for joining us on another episode of Even More About Nothing. I am your host, Rafiki. Mookie is not in today. We've been having a busy couple weeks, um, but definitely want to get something out to you. We don't want to make it two weeks in a row where we don't have anything. But I am not alone, and uh, I'll let him go and introduce himself. What's up, guys? You know who it is. It's uh, your favorite slash not favorite uncle. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Timmy Tungus stick and... Uh, Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat, Matt underscore Ogutu. That's O-G-U-T-U. <laughs> Got to spell it out. Otherwise, people put our name wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, we've got quite a bit we want to talk about. It's been a couple of weeks, so uh, we'll try to hash through a lot, but also not go terribly long either. So, um, anyways, uh, let's go ahead and get started. Um Let's get the first thing off the table. Last week, FIFA 17 came out. Um, I had a chance to play a little bit. Um, Matthews had much, many more opportunities than I have. Um, but my first impression, I like it. Actually, I love it minus a couple things, but I haven't had enough experience yet to, to, to really dive in and really figure it out, the mechanics. I might, I might love it, might not, but... Um, What's your thoughts on this game so far? So, um, I'm going to go ahead and just kick off with the newest feature that they added, uh, the journey. The biggest feature they added. Yeah. So, um, a lot of, well, anyone that's played, I'm going to go ahead and talk about this since movie's not here, 2K, um, are thinking probably, well, at least Mookie, he was just like, oh, it's just going to be like 2K. I, I don't know if they'll be able to do it as well as 2K has done in the past. And I and I said, Mookie, look, like even before playing it, and I haven't played 2K. I'm just saying I already feel it is better than what 2K put out, specifically 2K16, because nobody liked that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I really enjoy playing as uh, Alex Hunter, EA, um, did amazingly well. Obviously, there's some stuff that's still going to be cliche, and it's just like, oh, we could probably improve upon that. But for a first year doing it, they did extremely well. Yeah. Um, I like the, I do enjoy the storyline, though it is, uh, like I said, a bit cliche, sometimes a bit predictable. But as far as um, your reactions, you do to a degree control the outcomes as opposed to 2K. Where no matter how you're doing, how you're doing it, it's still gonna be the same static um, storyline. Um, yeah, and without giving much away, that's my thoughts on the journey. Um, I've also went ahead and started Ultimate Team again because that's my thing. Whenever I start yeah. new FIFA, and it's it's been pretty cool. They've added some new features to that as well that I'm excited about. Um, 
the squad builder challenges where you trade in your items and you have to create like chemistry or complete certain requirements and then you in exchange for like a reward or something like a pack or a loan pack or something like that. Yeah. Um, speaking yeah. of speaking of like packs, um, the I, I was watching you play a little bit, but there was a moment where you were hitting milestones and they were giving you packs for ultimate team. Yeah. So in the journey, um, there are five specific milestones where you get rewards or a reward for ultimate team. So if you're in the journey, um, there'll be like the milestones and you don't know what the milestones are, but as soon as they happen, it'll come up with a notification and say, Hey, you just unlocked a rewards pack for ultimate team. Um, and at least the ones that I've done, so I've unlocked three of the milestones already. Um, the first one I believe was like a bronze pack and then the other two had been lone player packs. And so, which actually I just opened one up and who was it? I want to say I ended up getting Marco Royce. Huh? Yeah. Man. I've I've done enough to get started with the ultimate team. Luckily, I did the the web app, mm-hmm. so I opened the web app ahead of time um, before the game came out. So I was able to get all my ultimate team started. I haven't put it together yet, but I do like the fact that they're trying to like. It's almost as if like you're. For playing the journey, we're going to award you on the other end because foot is one of their most popular features for that game. So they're like, all right, for you being a part of this, we'll turn around and we'll give you something for the other end of this game that everybody enjoys. So I kind of like that it has that sense of bringing the game around back to itself, saying, okay, so you're playing this mode and you're going to keep playing this mode to get this stuff to go put it over here. So And the thing is, um, you don't... It's one of those things that it's not required that you play it, but the fact that you're playing it, they'll be like, oh, yeah, think, like we'll go ahead and just uh, give, give you a little, little something on this other and also an ultimate team. And the thing is, um, it's not necessarily, like I said, it's not required or they're not like saying you have to do this, but like with the past two of the three milestones that I've reached and I've gotten rewards for have been lone player packs. So, I mean... And that last one looked like it was going to be a gold. Yeah, and the last one looked like it was going to be gold. So, and the other thing that's kind of new that they've done is, like, with the lone player packs, you can... They'll give you, like, lone players, but in this one, they've actually put it in phases. So they have lone player pack one, lone player pack two, three, and so on and so forth. And they're a range of ratings. Okay. And so it'll be, like, lone player pack one is from, like... 80 to 82, somewhere in that range. You're going to get someone that is within that rating range and stuff like that. So that that's pretty cool. Um, but besides that, after playing it for a week, um, well, not for a week. I've really only played it for a couple of days. Um, so far, I enjoy everything that FIFA's done. I'm still a little bit... Uh, let's just say the new like set piece... Since, like, the way it operates, we're, we have a bit of an abrasive uh, relationship right now because <laughs> I'm still getting used to it. Um, I mean, the free kicks and stuff are fine, but it's the penalties that I'm getting used to. It's, yeah. it's still a bit weird. I think it take it, it, the, the whole idea of you control the game to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think I'm not as mad 
as I could be because that's always been their goal is you literally control everything. So now that we're in a new system, it's definitely hard and it's it's completely different in a sense from last year altogether because you can you you set your run up or well you set your starting stance, you control the run up, the power, <laughs> the direction, the angle like you from start to finish. Yeah, it's just now FIFA 16 was the biggest like well excluding FIFA 17. I believe FIFA 16 was the biggest jump in terms of changes and dynamic FIFA had made since FIFA 13. Yes. And so with FIFA 17, although they're... Well, yeah, I'd go ahead and say it's a bigger jump than they did in 16. Um, But even just, like, the way the computers play, it's more intelligent. It really is in your hands. Like, what... You could get away with making a pass in FIFA 16. Oh, that doesn't fly here. Like, you will hit it straight to the opponent. And... um, yeah, just everything's runs a lot better. You really have to be more careful with your passes. And especially, like, if you're playing career or the journey, the way they um, rate you and stuff like that, or how you make your, um, like, how you make decisions, it'll actually tell you, oh, very good tackling or um, poor pass or bad call for pass, kind of like... Uh, I believe 2K did that at one point or something like that. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it actually tells you instead of just, like, you doing something, like, and you kind of know you screwed up, and then all of a sudden you just see, like, a red flash for your player rating or something like that. It'll actually tell you in some instances uh, or most of the time if you do something good or you do something very badly. Yeah. Um, tell you when you have a tor- poor, poor pass, when you've dribbled with the ball too long. Yeah. Um, so it just all and poor shots, good shots. So it's it's nice to know. Um, so I had been watching kind of some like um, pre FIFA seventeen videos um, before the game came out. Uh, a couple of YouTubers out there. Uh, I don't remember this YouTuber's name. Um, I'll have to look it up. But um, he had an early chance to play FIFA seventeen. He had they, he was falling out somewhere to play it. Um, haven't had a chance to play this mode yet. Um, and I don't think you have either because you're too busy with the journey and with foot. But it looks like my career on the manager side also got a huge overhaul. Mm. Um, because what is now happening is that you, when you're a manager, there are different goals you have to achieve. Right. So a financial goal, brand, player signings, like... There are huge topics, and when you select a club, depending on the kind of club it is, they put certain emphasis in certain sections, and there's five sections. I don't remember they, all Did five. they do financial in FIFA 16? There's financial, but it was never really a focus. Mm. So, like, if you have a big club like Barcelona, financial aspect might be low. Um, or And then um, signing might be, you know, a medium to a high, and then, like, um, brand might be a critical because right. maybe the brand is slipping. Um, so I hear there's a massive overhaul um, and there's a reason and an incentive to play and do stuff. And so there's there's extra aspects to it. Although they were saying that one of the big things was that um, there were a couple aspects of it. It never tells you what you can per se do to 
um, meet some of those status goals. So um, there needs to be a little more of explanation, still a little fuzzy, but then again, it's still early. Who knows? Um, but uh, it sounds like career mode also got, got an overhaul um, for the most part um, in terms of it being at least a little more interactive and something to do. You know, because before you could just, you're like, oh, let me sign this player. Okay, preseason. Let me let me set these games on the play. No, there's a little extra to it where you have to find a way to. Boost yeah, it and I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that here. And I didn't get a chance to play, but hearing you kind of explain it, I don't know how I feel about that because I always um, enjoyed the freedom of like picking up who I want as opposed to like emphasizing. Um, just like, hey, um, we want to prioritize signing. So I guess my biggest question is, is it that they, there is the, I don't know what they call it now, like the athletic director um, of a football club is saying, hey, we need to pursue this person. Let's see if we can make it happen. Or is it just it's like a little bit of that? Because not only are you wor- going to be also worried about player signings and sending out scouts. You can also have youth pickups from your academy. Oh, that's nice. So they're 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 saying, hey, this year, let's try to get a couple youth players and maybe sign one player or something like that of of a certain maybe of a of a uh, of a this value type of thing. So, um, I think it's one of those things that I'll know a lot more once I get into it. But, I mean, watching that first impression, it's definitely different and intriguing that I would at least sit down and maybe try to go through an entire season to see how that how that goes. I'm intrigued enough to do that because most of the time when I do career mode, I pick my player. And I just just play as a player. I usually don't bother with being a manager too much because it's a lot of extra work. But, I don't know, with hearing this, we'll see. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so that's that's been kind of interesting to see. So uh, when I get the time, I don't even. I'm so mad I haven't had a chance to really play. Yeah. So if I were to give my final rating for FIFA 17 on a scale of one to ten, I'd give it a solid eight point six. He's like, I'll give it a point above the five. <laughs> we'll give it a point above the five. Uh, Obviously, I mean, yeah, they're, it's really good. There's still some stuff that yeah. um, they can work on. And at the same time, it's just released. So they have yeah. time to fix stuff. Fix and stuff. now that was uh, another thing was uh, I saw I read an article, people saying, even though it's a big overhaul for the most part, it still feels like FIFA. Yeah. And that was what some people were worried about. But the EA team has killed it. Yeah, they, what they I've really seen, nailed it. They, they killed it. Like to change a game so much, but still feel what it's supposed to feel. But I think again, I think it goes back to them saying that they were doing their best to say you control everything. Um. So yeah. Oh, and how could I forget about this? The frostbite engine is oh, it's so nice, amazing. Oh, it's so nice, amazing. So so, thumbs up to you, EA. I approve. Um, I know I'm a little excited about this. I'm going to try to get it as soon as possible. It's going to be a while. 
Um, I know I'm interested in it. Mookie is. I don't know about so much about you, but uh, Mafia 3 is right around the corner. Um, I'm really, really happy uh, and excited about that to give that a shot. Um, and that, that, that content is going to be deep. I don't know if you're going to try playing it at all. I actually know nothing about Mafia 3. Um, Mafia 3. Let's see, what's the best way to describe Mafia? Well, okay, Mafia 3, you're a mob boss. You run the, you're trying to run the city of New Orleans. And people don't crucify me. I've never been a re- huge Mafia person. But I saw Mafia 3 during E3. And it looked nice, so I'm going to try to pick it up. But um, it's a, uh, they, they say it's a game you can play on its own. Um, you don't have to play Mafia 1 or Mafia 2, but it does help, per se, like a, uh, a couple character building and world building, but it's it's separate of its own. You can pick it up and play it. Um, but basically, you are this Mafia leader, mob boss, and you, you know, you, you work with other gangs um, and... I think run the city of New Orleans and it, the, the content of it is absolutely and utterly mature and it's decision based game because no two players will ever have the same results or the same outcomes as the game progresses mm. it's one of those kind of games gotcha. so you could purposely like and because you're you know this head mafia member you can give you can give territory to your allying you know mafia affiliates or whatever uh, or other gangs you've created alliances with or you can turn on them um, and not give them anything and then you turn around and kill them (laughs) it it gets a little crazy it gets a little crazy Um, there was even one moment where I hear that you can actually go to a KKK rally and shoot it up Um, so uh, so there's that Um, I'm excited about that. Ooh, um, Life is Strange. Life is Strange. I've been playing that lately. Uh, Telltale Games. I've been I've been recently getting into Telltale Games. It was free. Um, on the PlayStation Market last week, and it's just a phenomenal game. Like. I know you've been watching me play it, mm-hmm. and you know what's going on. What's your thoughts of watching practically 90% of what I've played, um, even though you haven't played it yet? Because, I mean, it's story-driven, so you don't have to actually play it and get that much of an experience. Um, it's definitely been interesting to watch. Um, it looks like, and I haven't watched all of it, and so just from seeing you play... Um, it's definitely a great storyline. Um, and obviously we're not going to spoil anything, but they really drive it in a way where they convince you of a cert- like certain characters yeah. will then completely redirect you. Yes. And then you're just like, what? how does this even make sense? And then all of a sudden it clicks and you're just like, yeah. okay, I gotcha. So... Um, it, it's I think it's great I don't know if I'll ever actually get around to playing it myself but from what I've seen it looks really good I've got four of the five episodes I just gotta buy episode five so it'll, it'll always be there if you wanna play it um and that's just 
it, it's crazy. And uh, I since I'm the one playing, I've gotten attached to a couple characters, and some things happen. Boy, I like. First of all, I I was almost laughing at this game when it said, um, if like, basically there was a website for like counseling you. And I, I'm like, the game can't be that involving that you need to go to the website to, to feel like you need counseling. I got attached to a couple characters. Some stuff happened. Boy, I was ready to type in that website. Like, help me. <laughs> help. Um, it's because the story is so compelling. And and the fact that you you try to become this everyday hero it's not really much of a spoiler because it's very very early in the game it's one of the first things you do you end up finding out that you have this rewind power this rewind ability so you try to become an everyday hero and that's literally how it starts for the most part is you're not a normal kid well you were until the game started uh so there but you can only rewind so far, and it's quite, quite interesting. So, it's a good game. Check it out. That is actually going to be my recommendation for this week. So, sticking with games. Last week, or this past week, was the Nintendo 64 20th anniversary. Saw that floating around. Um,. Definitely some awesome games that were to ever exist on the N64. Um, I know for me that's a personal favorite because that's what actually got me into gaming. That's That was the first system I ever played. And uh, I remember playing Mario Kart, Super Mario 64. Mario Party killed friendships. Still does. To this day. But it ain't that original Mario Party or Super Smash Brothers. There's that too. So, uh, Star Let, Fox. Let's yeah. talk about uh, what is it? Blitz 2000. Woo, man! Oh Big heads, little bodies on fire, throwing all the way from downtown. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I forgot about that phrase. I remember I was so naive as a young child that I thought if I snapped a ball at the like say the 40 yard line on my side and I took my quarterback dropped all the way back to my end zone and threw it that would be a hundred yard a hundred yard pass <laughs> that was not a hundred yard pass and I got intercepted every time <laughs> so yeah that's why I don't play Madden <laughs> the logic the logic oh god um, there are just there's so many great memories for that game, and and I'm I'm glad that like the legacy of the N64 still lives on among a lot of people. Um, if you've never played the N64 before in your life, I feel so bad for you. First of all, culture yourself. Go ask. Uh, you're probably in middle school or in high school right now. Never played the N64 in your life. Or if you're older and you never played the X64 in your life, go ask your parents. They probably know a place or two you can get one. Vintage Stock. Yeah. GameStop probably has one. I'm pretty sure if you go to any thrift shop now, there's probably an N64 somewhere. Like, probably 2 and 5 would have an N64, <laughs> I feel like. 
<laughs> that is not an actual statistic. I just made that up. Oh, goodness. But, no. The, um, what was your favorite game on the N64? Um, or if you had to pick two, we'll leave it at two. We're not going to put five now. If I had to pick two, that's, that's still tough. Um, for N64. Okay. I'm going to go with, oh my gosh, there's just so many that are coming to me. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with Donkey Kong. Okay. And I'm going to go with Mario Kart. All right. Not bad. And then just throwing it out there, some honorable mentions. There's a lot of honorable mentions. Banjo-Kazooie. Yes. (laughs) Or Spyro. Oh, I forgot about that. Wait, no, Spyro's PlayStation. Is he PlayStation? Spyro's PlayStation. Dang. Y'all caught me. I'm fake. <laughs> that was a test. Um, my two honorable mentions, GoldenEye. Ooh. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. I love GoldenEye. GoldenEye was awesome. Golden, GoldenEye was the game. And then second, Conker's Bad for a Day. Bad for a day. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. Um, but as far as uh, like two, the two games, oof, a lot of the Mario games could be in there. But Star Fox, Star Fox was amazing. Star Fox was just that was killer. And then the four player for that, oh, sheesh. I remember towards the end. The, I don't know. We would always play through the game. We got to the end, and then you. Uh, beat Wolf or whatever his name was, and then you're just like, oh, is Star that Wolf. It? Star right. Wolf, and then you're just like, oh, yeah, that was cool. Then all of a sudden, I don't know who I was talking to or what happened, but it happened to be like, uh, it had to have been a couple years later. We had brought back out the N64, and someone had said, hey, you know, you can run into his dad at the end. Wait, what? How? Who? <laughs> you lying. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you do these certain sequences of events throughout the games, you can actually see his dad and fight alongside him when you're yeah. fighting Star Wolf. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I never actually did go back to play to get that myself, but I've seen videos. Yeah. It's, oh man, we gotta we gotta find our N64. Oh, I know where it is. We need to buy the cords for it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure those cords are missing. Um, then, let's see. So, Star Fox... Um, and that last spot's really hard because a couple games come to mind, but I might have to give it to Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time was very, very nice. I think that was one of, like, the first, like, three games I ever played for the N64, so it was awesome, so. All right, moving on. Um, let's, actually, I think from here on out, a lot of things are going to be the um, big screen, small screen stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, let's let's start with the Eastern World. Dragon Ball Super. For anybody who is keeping up, and watch the new episode on Sunday this past week, uh, Sunday the second, by the way, uh, depending on when you listen to this. Um, you could have just said episode 60. Episode 60. I don't know. Yeah. D- there's that. Anyways. Uh, my mind was just like, huh? What? So, like, I, I, as far as this episode goes, I was not surprised that, obviously, Trunks was a little weary of Beerus 
really cleaning the future up. And for those of you that aren't sure what the heck we're talking about, after the tournament that Goku and Vegeta participated, the the tournament of the universe is seven and eight. Yeah. Or was it six or seven? Seven or eight, six or seven, one of the two. Um, they then hop six into... Six or seven. It was six or seven. Yeah, they hop into um, another arc where we got my boy Future Trunks back. Uh, something else has arisen in the future, and then there are someone... Uh, I'm not going to name who for spoiler reasons. Um, that is just like pretty much decimating everybody out there. So he comes back and then everyone kind of still remembers him from that time. But it's then they get to a whole different timelines thing, which I don't know. But yeah. That leads us to now, so they go with Trunks to the future to fight this yeah. these people. The, 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 well, the timeline thing makes sense because uh, even when we go back to the Cell games, he explained, he's like, I still had to go back and beat the androids. Yeah. I still had to fight them. So it, it I don't think they broke any continuity issues. We never, so years ago, they told us about parallel errors or parallel timelines, but never knew. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of their biggest and earliest Easter eggs I think they've ever given us before for the show. Mm-hmm. They just they took advantage of it. Um, so, anyways, but uh, that ending though that that big reveal of yeah, uh, I'm you, but I'm not you. And we're not talking about Strunk specifically. We're not going to mention who we're talking about. Just know that the villain is someone, one of our characters. Yeah. So yeah. If you're a Dragon Ball Z fan and not watching Dragon Ball Super, you like it out. Go, go do yourself a favor. Yes, it's subbed. I think they have some dubbed English dubbed mm-hmm. out. For, forget the dub. Forget dubbed. Watch it subbed because one, you're gonna be a lot farther. Two, it sounds better for the most. Well, no, nah, it's well. Goku doesn't sound better. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. They go going around that. Vegeta sounds dope. Because it, it's, it's... What's his name? Vegeta's always sound pretty dope, though. How many times have they changed voice characters for Goku, though? I since don't know. the beginning. I just want my dude, I forget his name, who played Rolf in Ed, Ed, and Eddie <laughs> to voice Goku again. <laughs> and I want him to say, how dare you mock the son of a shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. So, um, yeah, that was, I mean, that was just, it was mind blowing. I'm sitting there and like watching on my computer and I'm just like shaking my head. I'm like, I cannot believe what I'm hearing right now. So, right. Um, it's definitely made, it's made it even that much more interesting, um, going forward. Uh, so I'm excited to see what's next. You know, we have a lot of people that... I, I'm sure we have quite a few people that are listening that don't watch Dragon Ball Super. One, they don't care. Two, they do, haven't gotten to it yet. And three, don't know about it. I really want to say stuff. <laughs> I really want to say stuff. <laughs> so, um, we'll leave it at that. I suggest you go watch it. You'll you, you'll find it very interesting. Especially if you were a Dragon Ball Z, a Dragon Ball Z fan. I will say this. 
I'm as of right now, I'm pretty confident it doesn't ruin anything. But if it does for a future episode, I am not to blame. But my boy Yajirobi is still around in the future. Don't know how, but he is. That man survives everything. He survived the Saiyans. He survived Cell. He cut off Vegeta's tail. I know, right? Ah, oh, sheesh. Like, if, if there's like, I'm, I'm usually okay with. Well, not that I have anything wrong with Yajirobe, but if there's like any troll characters that I'm really baffled by, it is Yajirobe. Well, at least he's not in there all the time. It'd suck if he was one of those characters that was there like all the time. Yeah. And he's like that. But the little doses of Yajirobe, because we had enough of him in the early, in the early, epi- in the early, uh, you know, he was around during the rot, the Raditz, mm-hmm. um, and then he was around in a lot of Dragon Ball, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. We, we've had enough of you. I can only take you in doses. Just, just, just like they phased Yajirobe out, they phased out Tian, Shazu, Yamcha, all those well, other guys. Uh, Yamcha was there in the beginning of Super. Well, yeah, but, I mean, he's not fighting nobody. <laughs> he can't! Because he knows he's going to catch these hands. Oh, I want Krillin to get back to, like, I, I want, but everything's too, like, I get it, you know, we're really getting into, a, they've rebranded, so it's it's a new era, but I want to get back to the level of enemies that, like, these Earthlings can fight, that Krillin, Krillin be handling, Krillin be handling in business, look at him, he took on two hey. Cell Juniors, while well, everybody's uh, struggling with one, bro. I'm just saying, Krillin not only fought Cell Juniors, who are on par with Cell, but he also fought the androids. And survived. And survived. I think, wait, uh, he's only been killed once? Yep. Everybody, all the other, all the other have been killed twice. Tien's been killed twice. Chatsu's been killed twice. Well, he killed himself once, and then that's so he's died. died twice. He's died twice. Yapcha's died twice. Um... What else? And that's just humans. Yeah. We not count Goku because he he's is one character. of the bigger characters and he's always coming back ready to fight. Yeah. So, I don't know. But uh, definitely excited that looking forward. All right. Now everything is going to move back to the Western world. We will we will stick here. Um, uh, uh, looking at the small screen, uh, Flash and Arrow start this week. Yeah, yeah. Super excited. We're finally on the Flash. We're getting our first look at Flashpoint. How that's going to look. And I've told people. And this is what I truly believe. And I'm pretty sure it will happen. And I can almost put my money on it that it will. Flashpoint will last no longer. No longer than four episodes. No longer than four episodes. I would say probably more like two or three. I can see that. I think it will start with two, and like what will happen is that we'll get a chunk of it in uh, in the first episode. Two, they might have enough time to really, depending on where they end in the first episode, two will either be that like the the climax middle part, or if not, it'll start at the climax of how the first episode end, and then they wind it down, and then maybe by the end of that episode, it's back to regular time back to the normal timeline with the changes or that will happen in the third episode. Mm-hmm. But I don't see it lasting more than four. If they go beyond four, 
I think that's a little too much. Yeah. I think it's a little too much. But people Well, are, no. No. Actually, I can agree with that. Yeah, but I think it'll only last two episodes. Here's why. So, we're going to go ahead. We'll talk about this. Actually, we'll kind of go ahead and lump it in with this one. Um, so, it's been confirmed that Jessie Quick will be have her powers in Season 3. Yes. And so then, God, I shared an article with, with did you read it to its entirety? Uh, not to its entirety. Okay. So then you realize that they show up episode three. That's right. They show up episode three, and Wells wants Barry and team to convince her to stop using her powers to help people. So we can only, ass- well, we can assume. Okay, so then it has to that be. That everything okay. will oh, be back will, to normal. He'll already be back to the his somewhat original okay. timeline by episode three. Okay. So then that then that supports my theory yeah. of it's two episodes. But we'll see. You know, they like to pull those twists and turns. Um, but I'm excited. And then um, they've already told us when it flips back to the new timeline, Wally will still have his powers. Mm. Which doesn't surprise because the two of uh, both Jesse and Wally got hit with that particle accelerator. They got knocked out. We got... We got Three speedsters on our Earth One right now. Wait, so does that mean Jay Garrick's going to come back to Earth One at some point in time, or yes, uh, it looks that way. Um, actually, no. We I think we're to see Jay Garrick in Flashpoint, though. We I mean, like once we come back to the uh, original Airboat timeline. I th- I think so. You can't you can't create a character like that. With an actor like that, and expect not to bring him back at right. any point. Not even for you can't to say he's not coming back the rest of the season after Flashpoint. Nah, nah, that's that's a waste of time. That's, um, just to create that character and just to toss it. Nah. Yeah, it's well. I'm not saying they're necessarily toss it, but it's just like how are, how could they really incorporate him? Um, cause I know Jay Garrick's been like a huge part of the Flash comics, uh, really been a mentor for Barry and stuff like that, um, in his earlier years. Um, but in terms of the TV show, I'm sure there's still stuff he could teach him, but honestly, from a viewer's perspective, I, I can see few instances where they could bring him back, but I didn't see much else immediately planned for him aside from the storyline of killing off his dad and then making the reveal that Jay Garrick is his dad, essentially, on Earth 2, from Earth 2. You know what they could do <clears throat> is we can still see, as far as maybe not necessarily the flesh, we can probably see him on Legends. Hmm. Because they They're are doing, doing JSA. Yeah, they are doing JSA. Um, they've given us photos for JSA. Um, it's looking pretty nice. I'm actually excited for that. Um, I know the first season... I, I, I will suggest to watch the first season because there's still great moments there for that show. But it was so... You could tell it was rushed that they didn't necessarily have the full amount of time of writing the script. Because even their trailer promo, if you remember that, when they first were doing it and they were announcing like, hey, we have a new show possibly in the works. Here's our promo video. And remember, 
Oliver was still wearing his season two suit, Green Arrow suit with the long sleeves. Or no, season three. Because season four, he went, he had yeah. the massive shoulder pads and, sh- and he was, uh, you know, sleeveless. Uh, so, anyways. So, and by the time they released it, and then we found, and then the first episode came out, it was actually a really short amount of time. Yeah. It was very, very short, and you could just you could just see it. So, I think now that they have the proper amount of time to really flush out that story, not to mention that they can every so often, you know, tap into the rest of the CW universe, because as it is, they're going to, because Supergirl's bouncing to all the shows. Right. Um, so... I think it'll be a lot better, but uh, we got to, f- oh, snap, and I think you need to watch it because something happens to Cat Cold, and that's how this, like, how it ends, so, like, how, let's put it this way, I don't know how they're going to integrate Captain Cold into things because of what happened in the season finale. I want to ruin it. Wait, do you know? Actually, by the way. No, I don't. I never actually did finish Legends. If and how much of it did you watch? I watched a good chunk of it. Then just watch the last episode, because the rest of the time you want me stuff well, is mind-blowing. Actually, I did watch part of. I think because it was a two-parter for the finale, right? Was it a two-parter? Yeah, I watched the first part of the two-parter. Then, then what? Um. But and it's interesting because with. Something happened to Captain Cold from what you're saying in the end of uh, Legends. Mm-hmm. Actually, did I finish that? I think I did, actually. But I don't remember what happened. Um, but the thing is, with Flashpoint and it affecting all the shows, uh, we realized if we look at the Flashpoint paradox, Captain Cold was actually Citizen Cold. And he was a hero. So that could... Uh, reintegrate him especially once it's reset yeah and my biggest question is when uh when it's when the timeline is reset is pied piper gonna go back to being an adversary i think so because you can't really so for those of you that don't know what we're talking about in season two um which i think is dropping on netflix tomorrow either today or tomorrow season two um, I'm going to go ahead and say it. In one of the uh, episodes in the latter half of the season, Barry goes back in time um, to speak with someone and just throw it out there, not his mom. Uh, and through certain events, he comes back to the current timeline and it had changed enough to where Pied Piper is now a friend. So, yeah, I wonder if with the timeline being reset, if he's going to go back to being an adversary or if he'll still be a friend. Because, I mean, he is a rogue. He is a rogue. I think you have to. I think that alters... That is the one thing that will go back to the original, original timeline. Yeah. That, that, you have to. Because they're trying to do the, they're really trying to incorporate the rogues gallery a little more and it looks like there'll be a rogues war mixed in there so we'll see I'm excited about it though yeah um, I think we're finally gonna get mirror master I think 
Yes. I know they talked and about Dr. it. Dr. Alchemy? Yeah. So we will we will see how that goes. Um, just one thing kind of to touch back a little bit on something we spoke about and looking as we're progressing through our shows here. Um, with Jay Garrick, I think we'll definitely see him in the... I think there is a strong possibility we'll see him in the mid-season finale. Jay Garrick? Jay Garrick. That's true. Well, if you're so, world-bouncing, if we are world-bouncing, because we don't yeah. know how Supergirl's going to tie in, but we already know she's a separate Earth as of now. Flashpoint's possibly changing that. It, it'll change that, I feel like. Because, um, I mean, even looking at the comics, Flashpoint created a new 52. Um, I feel like, to a degree, that... It's a bit of a stretch, but that that can be kind of used as the general rule for the Flashpoint correcting itself as it's now we have this a part of our Earth as well. Unless Supergirl just now can break that time barrier and run across. No, she ain't fast enough. Yeah. Anyway, so like I was saying, mid-season finale um, is the four-way crossover is when they're doing that, correct? Mm-hmm. Or at least toward... Yeah, yeah uh, it's usually the episode before, which I think it, this time around it's like episode... N- Nine for Flash and Arrow, and I think episode seven for Supergirl and Legends. Yeah. So, something like that. And it's going to be something that they all had to tackle, and they actually revealed who the villain for that crossover is. It's um, the Dominators. Mm-hmm. Intergalactic a little bit. Yeah. We're, we're inching our way closer to Green Lantern. Yeah, and... Okay, I'm gonna say this now. Supergirl has just opened the gateway for everything right now. If you have not seen that late one of the latest trailers that they dropped last week, Gotham gets name-dropped, and we get a possible silhouette of what looks to be Miss Martian. Possibly, it's a bit of a stretch, but I can see it. But you name-drop Gotham... You've got Superman. What is stopping Green Lantern from coming? Especially with the Dominator now coming in here. Like, come on. Um, Even if they give us Alan Scott, that's still Green Lantern. And I mean, still, you have to remember, season three of Arrow. We got the Hal Jordan jacket. We had the Hal Jordan jacket. And then we also, in season one of Flash, got the reference to Ferris Air. Uh, like Ferris Airways yeah. or their airport or something like that. Um, I think the closest person we get first to the Green Lantern mythos, which I think it makes a little more sense, Carol is Ferris. Carol Ferris. Um, I think that's how we start dipping our toes into that pool. Um, and then we get a lot of references from her. And then, because isn't this like, this is now three seasons. No, no, we definitely had, yeah, a total of, so season one. And then I think there was a re- yeah the reference I think there was a reference to that in season two. Was there? Was it? I don't know. Okay, well, season one of Flash. Yeah, for sure. Season four of Arrow. We've had references, or at least Easter eggs. Mm, yeah. Well, they keep going to Ferris Air every so often. Then they went back there during season two. Okay. Yeah. But then again, like I don't think we've had a a, a verbal reference to him. In season two, a flash. Mm-hmm. 
But if if this season, let's say this season, this is my prediction. If we end up hearing a total of three to four name drops for Green Lantern in any fashion or anybody who's tied very well to the Green Lantern mythos, the following season we will see either that exact character we're talking about or someone who's tied very close to that character. Because you don't just name drop something like that that often that many times and not be able to do it. Um, Not to mention that if we're doing something starting to get galactical and not to mention the Legends of Tomorrow deals with literally time and space as a whole because I mean the flash is chunks of it but that's what legends there for is for time and space as a whole that is what they deal with right you can't tell me we're not going to get Green Lantern anytime soon but we'll see anyways so since we're still on this superhero topic I want to talk about their Superhero Fight Club 2.0 trailer. Yes. If you guys have not watched it, I encourage you to. So if you remember the first one, um, it was Oliver had brought Barry to a secret training session, um, and they modeled it after Fight Club, like the movie. Um, And so they had their rules, obviously. And so... um, that the first one was good. It was awesome, action packed. It gave you a good idea of the skill set and variety of our heroes uh, and kind of the capacity mm. in which they work and their chemistry and stuff like that. Now, fast forward to this year, they gave us uh, Fight Club 2.0, so obviously they added um, Supergirl. Mm-hmm. And so this time, it's really cool because it's Barry introducing uh, Kara into the fight club. Yeah. So it's kind of like how Arrow ushered in Flash and then... It's down the line, yeah. Yeah, and Flash ushered in um, Supergirl. So it's really cool and so that she's there. And then it's really awesome because obviously you have my boy Cisco and uh, Felicity. Felicity who are behind the scenes controlling the... What really reminds me of like a... Um, Legion of Superheroes training room. Mm-hmm. If you guys ever watch Legion of Superheroes, oh my gosh. Um, and they have like this orb that's attacking them and then it's just like, alright, then the orb brings out smaller orbs and the orbs multiply and they're all fighting them. Essentially taking them to task. And all the, all the while Cisco is singing Welcome to the Jungle. Which yes. is... Which is <laughs> Which, no, I'm which, like, oh. which there, if there's, there is nothing more Cisco <laughs> was than so Cisco awesome. taking heroes to task behind a keyboard and singing "Welcome to the Jungle," which I just absolutely loved. And then you oh, see, so you see the cameos from Diggle. Then you see John Jones uh, turn into the Martian Manhunter, shapeshift into the Martian Manhunter. Um, and then my favorite part out of all of it was after they defeated the Orb. Kara was less like, all right, that's cool. He's like, what else you got? And then Barry's like, oh, you, he's like, one thing we learned is you never ask for more. And then towards the end, you just hear like these heavy footsteps. And so it's just like, 
oh my god and then you just hear this this deep voice that we missed oh so much and he's like not god grod oh. and i was oh my gosh it was so, so nice it was like already it was a great trailer up and up until that point then as soon as i saw that i just lost it it was so good and it really um got me pumped to see grod again the graphics for grod still look amazing because they really revamped that in the second season, um, even though he wasn't shown much. And it really got me thinking, we saw him go to Gorilla City. How will Flashpoint um, affect bringing, like, incorporating Grodd back onto Earth 1? Or is he still going to stay in Gorilla City on Earth 2? And what is the potential that we are going to see Solovar as well? Or hear him referenced a lot? Um, as far as the reference... Um, we, you, I think you have to, um, if you're going to have, and it, it's always been Grodd versus Solovar, n- not necessarily oh, Grodd yeah. versus Sol- Solovar, Grodd for the most part, a good chunk of his character is turning the world into primates. Mm-hmm. So, you know, really making primates like him and he rules them all. And then, of course, the world conquest is kind of a background thing. It's not necessarily the forefront, but he really is trying to... He's trying to get, you know, primates to exist. So, it could be one of those things, like, they go about it a little differently. Like, as far as Gorilla City, he creates it. So then for... He, he creates Solovar, more or less. But then we get a situation where Solovar is definitely of a different mindset and that's where we get the friction so mm-hmm. we we've got we've got Solovar the leader of one faction and Grodd leading another faction um and, and yeah guerrilla warfare <laughs> and Solovar was always more um well more or less friendly towards Barry or the Flash in general um whenever he took uh or ended up like Anything revolving around Gorilla City, really, um, as opposed to Grodd, who sole purpose was not sole purpose, but was always out to kill the Flash or something. Mm-hmm. But I, I just really thought about that, like, because it would be interesting um, if we didn't get just like one super powered gorilla, but we got two. But I know that's a lot in terms of like effects, and then if yeah. you're gonna have them in the same episode I, that's just like a lot to deal with but they've already cut these seasons down by one episode I think to use money for effects mm-hmm. to save some money and use effects so it is gonna be a lot of money but they want the best effects as possible it just goes to show that and as we know still 23 episodes is action packed removing like removing one episode isn't that necessarily that big of a deal Mm -hmm. if you were to slim down maybe five minutes not even that about roughly five minutes every episode from one to 23 and slim it down by five minutes i think there goes your episode which isn't necessarily that much because you can take out some of the the non you know, character developing stuff. This maybe it would eliminate maybe some funny scenes, but it, and we, we we can't do that with Flash because Cisco's got to have his moments to shine. 
I'm sure they'll find a way. But then again, we are world building. We, we, you know, it's world building. So like, it's one of those things that what you might not get one show, they might be able to do in another show and, and help each other out to help, you know, really fill in a story. But I don't know. I don't know. It's just me talking. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, what's next on our list? Ooh, we gonna, we're going to hop back a few years here. Actually, we can hop back even further. We can go back, what, oof, 16 years? 16 years to the premiere of this of this show? And it's coming to Hulu. Smallville. Mm. Smallville, all 10 seasons on Hulu as of October 1st. I'm excited. I, I am too. Um, I'm excited to... Rewatch the days where they weren't allowed to say Superman <laughs> or anything. Really, they struggle really regarding to uh, the DCU. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to watch the first five seasons. Skip over season six, watch season seven, and then watch the first episode of eight, and skip all the way to the series finale. <laughs> it, the the latter seasons were a struggle. Uh, there were some good episodes. Apparently, Caleb liked those last few seasons. Those were atrocious. Like atrocious. The only the only ones that I might have liked was a chunk of season nine and small bits of ten. Yeah, small. Because nine included Tess Mercer, and I I kind of liked that character. Not entirely. Right. Kind of. And then nine was Zod. The whole Zod incident, right? Or no, ten. No, yeah, nine was Zod because ten was supposed to be Dark Side, yeah. and I'm like, hey, 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 that that didn't work out. Yeah, but the season finale for nine, so good, so good. I enjoyed that one a lot, especially having um, the actual Zod and not someone Zod taking over someone's body, um, which I'm surprised they got away with that, considering how limited they were able to um, reference. Like, a lot of stuff that was the core of the DC comic uh, folk tale that is Superman. Um, so, I'm surprised they were able to do that. But at the same time, I guess not really. But, how? what was it that they did differently? They said Clark Kent was the mask for Superman rather than Superman being the mask for... No, Su- Superman is the mask for Clark, Clark Kent, Kent. As opposed to Clark Kent being the mask for Superman. Yeah. That's because they did. They they approached. They were the ones that approached it differently. Mm-hmm. Anyways, continue. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to watch that. Um, but actually, we're gonna stop right here. If you were to name two episodes from Smallville that you really enjoyed. You don't have to know the names of them, but if there are two specific episodes do that, the entirety of Smallville that you absolutely loved, uh, what would they be? Okay. I'm going to say this purely because it was for one moment. The episode that they had their own mini Justice League in season uh, six, I think it was, walking up the factory with the explosion. Oh, yes. Oh, that episode was so good. He's like, why my Boy Scout? He's like, well, if you didn't get captured, you would have got to pick your own name. (laughs) 
Oh, man. Shout out to Justin Hartley for being a Green Arrow before he realized how great Stephen Amell was at Green Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> that outrage was real. <laughs> Justin Hartley needs to play. Oh. Oh, God. Oh, okay. No, he's he's actually really good. Well, Stephen Amell plays a great, uh, serious Oliver Queen. Um, we'll have, like, I know towards the latter parts of Arrow, he's become more lighthearted. But to me, Green Arrow was always, I don't know, he seemed, he's for the most part, not jolly whenever he's, like, fighting. But, you know, the Brave and the Bold, him and the Flash, or him and Green Lantern or something like that. They're always having fun. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, Justin Hartley was also, for what they were working with, a great iteration of yeah. Green Arrow. Um, second episode. Ooh, ooh, ooh. There was there was a lot mixed in there. Um, let's see. What was season five about? Like the whole overall season. Season because that's when they started getting into season long villains. Season five was when he. I don't know. That was when the fortress came up. Fortress of Solitude, and that was the second season. Lois Lane was actual part of. I don't like. I don't know what my second favorite episode would be though. Like, there was, there was a lot. Second favorite episode. Um, I would say, okay, not necessarily episodes. Oh no no no! Actually, when he I actually liked the episode when he had to fight his bizarro self. That was actually really the good. The Phantoms was five. That's it. But do you remember when he had a... I think it was yeah, seven yeah, yeah. where he had to fight his bizarro self. That was... Wait, was it was five or six of Phantoms. At end of five, he released the Phantoms. Six was when he had to track them down. I think so. And we got we had some interesting people playing Phantoms. Batista was in an episode, wasn't he? Yeah, I think Batista was. was playing. Batista and Randy Orton was also in an episode. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Man, these WWE characters are getting tied to some DC. Look, DC and WWE, no, WB and WWE are working together in the backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Look, because sure, now, I'm now sure. we got Cody Rhodes and Arrow. I'm Come sure. On. I'm sure John Sharpton appreciates that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I I, th- I think they they've worked some stuff out in the background because now we've got another one. Cody Rhodes is in going to be an Arrow. Yeah. Which that's just gonna be interesting. That yeah, well. Okay, so um, for me, I'm also gonna pick an episode based off of uh, a singular moment that happened. I did enjoy that one, and I'm not gonna pick it just because you already picked it. Um, but what was it? It had to have been season. I believe it was season five, because Lana was still around at mm-hmm. that point. Whenever they were shooting the movie at the Kent household, and then uh, the uh, movie star actress Rachel, yeah, her car was gonna explode. All of a sudden, Clark ran through in that opening monologue. He managed to pull the door open, pull her out of the seat, and then like That's turn it over her and up. like just like shielded her from the blast, like all in one like. Smooth, smooth. I'm gonna say the smooth AF motion. I'm just like, how how do how can you top that? This is just oh, it was so good. 
It, that was, and the episode itself was uh, really good. Just because that's when we finally get the cape. Yeah, you get the cape that he will then later use as Superman. But yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was a great episode. Um, another episode. Um, while in itself was a good episode, it was actually a great start to the season. I'm gonna go ahead and say the first episode of season eight. Now I didn't like season eight, but oh, I, that first I, episode was pretty. It was pretty packed. It was pretty packed. That, and it was just so good. Just after Clark losing his powers, because I believe at that point he had, um, did he pull a crystal from, or he went to the Fortress of Solitude. And I don't know if he had pulled a crystal from it or something like that. Lex but it, Luther, but it, yeah, Lex Luthor pulled something. Yeah, and so then it ended up deactivating, and he was then ended up in somewhere in Russia, and then our boy Jay Hartley had to go and find him. Well, the entire uh, Boy Scout team, Team Clark, uh, Justin Hartley, Chloe, um, Aquaman. Flash, Flash. Shout out to Chloe Sullivan because that character was actually pretty. Knowing at first for me was was she was she already a part of the Clark Kent monologue or was she made up for Smallville? She was, I think, made up for Smallville, and she was such a great character. Like honestly, to at the at beginning, fr- like I was annoyed with Chloe because she was the friend that was close but not close enough for him for her to know. Uh, his secret and she was also investigating all things weird so she was just like that one-off friend that had the connections but were still able to be like well what if someone wanted to know this she gave you the plug but you didn't have to tell her that much but i'm really glad they incorporated chloe uh and the fact that um her entire story arc while i don't want to say ironic it it has a sense of closure because she was always interested in like what she called meteor freaks and then it turns out she was affected by the meteors as well um, the meteors being kryptonite, if you're not familiar with Smallville. Um, and that was the other thing. They called them meteor rocks. <laughs> they, they couldn't use the names. It was so... I think eventually they were allowed to. But, yeah, they eventually got to... Yeah, I mean, they were and able they started to... nicknaming him K-Rock. And I was like, huh? They started... I mean, they were able to say Krypton and stuff like that. Um, Jarrell, Kalel. I mean, but then again, you can't, like you can't, basic. you can't get away from those. Those names you have to yeah. at least mention in some capacity. You have to. But anyways, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, the Chloe Sullivan was a great character, and so yeah, I enjoyed her. Um, just the role she played in that, and also that episode, just the first episode of season eight, because they literally had to pull him like almost essentially out. Of a prison camp, I guess. Yeah. Uh, to rescue Clark, and that was just that was awesome. Yeah. But the rest of the season tanked, and so I picked that because it was a standout episode. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Um, so uh, next, let's talk about this live action Lion King movie. Mm. Um, it is being it is has been confirmed this week. A um, lot of lot of people uh, seem. Several are on edge. I am a little bit, but then like, there's the other chunk that are like, well, the Jungle Book live action movie was really really good. So, before you jump to conclusions, what about that? 
which I haven't seen it. They could be right. I don't know what your thought is. Have you actually? Have you seen that? I did see it. How was the live action? Oh, we're talking about Jungle Book. No, did you see the Jungle Book live action? I, know I you did saw not. The I, I saw the. I saw the trailer for. It. I did not actually uh, watch the live action. I there are friends that I had that went and saw it. They said it was good. Okay, uh, but I did not actually watch it. I watched the trailer though. Okay, so at least there are people there that enjoy it and love it. But I'm like I'm gonna be one of those people that is gonna be super, super critical of that movie. Now, I'll do my best to watch it with an open mind as much as possible, but that is my all-time, absolute all-time favorite movie. It sits on a pedestal with nothing around it. I have favorite movies, but all-time is Lion King. Mm -hmm. It sits by itself, just point blank. All right, so, um, yeah, very, very critical of that movie. Um... And then uh, John, uh, I don't know his last name, but he is the one that actually worked on the live action Jungle Book. And he's the one that's going to be doing Lion King. So it's nice to see the brains behind what was a, a, a success is doing now one of the greatest, greatest stories of all time for Disney. So... Calm yourselves. I say one up because I know the people out there that might not like The Lion King as much as I do. I think it's the greatest, period. But, for your sakes. Anyways, um, your thoughts. I don't know what to think yet. I'm just kind of... I'm just going to do kind of what Caleb does with uh, superhero movies. I saw this one trailer... And, like, if I hear about stuff, I'll hear about it, but I'm not going to... They haven't released a trailer. They well, just, just they, little snippets or whatever. I haven't um, seen anything. The only thing they've told me... The only thing I've seen was they're like, hey, this person is teaming up with this person to make this movie. That's okay, all I've sorry, seen. sorry, yeah, not a so trailer. So there's, there's, there's no... There's, there hasn't well, been there, a poster. Well, there's a video or whatever, and I guess I saw a lion. I was like, oh, I guess... Oh, it probably it. might have been from Jungle Book because they just announced yeah. that they were going to do this. They haven't even started filming. They haven't done a poster yet. Yeah, I don't know. I We'll see. I don't have any immediate... Um, well, I'm not going to outwardly express my immediate feelings about that, so... Okay, no, that's fine. I just, I just want to hear some of them songs. Okay, like, to be honest, I'll be super, super honest. Don't create a new soundtrack at all. Period. Use every song that has been given to you. Now, would you be okay if they didn't do like the whole uh, renditions where they're singing? That's that's for Broadway. That's no, Broadway. no, no. I mean, like, in the movie, would you be okay with them, like, not doing that, considering it is a live-action movie? I'm okay with that. But if I hear it in the background, I'm okay with it. But, like, some of those, like, when Simba and Mufasa are talking and they're looking at the sky and, and you've got that music, da na 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 Yeah. Please play that. Do not get a new soundtrack Please, for the love of God, do not get a new soundtrack. That's all I ask. Please. 
Ah, uh, it's just because I fancy it. Anyways, you know how passionate I am about that now, so we will let that go. Anyways, um, I said we go ahead and ra- we just wrap this up. Um, want to get money to blow? Uh, sure, I guess so. Um, this past week I didn't really spend money on anything, you know, aside from, um, foot and stuff that are school related. Um, but ask me again next week and I might just say I bought a new pair of shoes. (laughs) All right. Maybe because I'm in the need for some badly. (laughs) Uh, I need some new ones too as well. Um, my, my Adidas Neos are starting, like my flats, my, I mean my low tops are starting to look bleached from wearing them in the sun. My high tops are okay because I play basketball in those. But then other, apart from that, like I need, I need new boots for soccer. That's going to cost me a lot of money because the pair I want is like $300. And then apart from those two, I don't have any other tennis shoes. I need some before they rip. Um, anyways, my money to blow. Went to Lawrence this weekend for Late Night in the Fog. Late Night at the Fog. Late Night in the Fog was was good. It was fun. It partially turned into a Tech 9 concert. Not a long concert. It was like... Rock Chalk. 10, 15 minutes. But that was actually pretty cool. Um, also... What else did I do this week? I didn't do anything else this week in terms of buying stuff. Because, let's see, a lot of soccer games this week. Kids I coached played soccer games all week, so I was busy with that. So, nope. Broke is a joke. And that's it. Yeah. So, recommendations? So, okay. Guys, I need you to tune in. Like, if you haven't been listening, this has been running in the background. I need you to like seriously listen to like this recommendation right here, because it'll change your life. Josh Meyer dropped yes one of like put. I feel like his greatest song he's done so far. So far. far, Life of a Warrior. It's on SoundCloud. It's on Spotify. It's on Title. Go look him up. Listen to this song. Share it. Repost it. Listen to it as much as you can. Have it implemented at your local Starbucks. Have it say, hey, can you add this song to the playlist? And Golden State Warriors, please pick this man's song to use it uh, during your, your, your NBA season. We don't know if this will reach you, but please, please do, because this song is phenomenal. If you need to spell his name, it's Josh, M-H-I-R-E. Please do so. It is phenomenal. Uh, go and listen to it. Um, I don't think you'd be disappointed. I mean, honestly, as soon as I saw like the notification that it had dropped on SoundCloud, I easily listened it to ten times. Like, <laughs> so, like easily. Oh man, I had to go download it. I was like, I normally don't download stuff for SoundCloud, but I'll download for this. <laughs> right, and then as soon as I saw that, because it was on SoundCloud first, and then I think a couple days later, it was on Spotify and Tidal. As soon as I saw, like, I saw a notification from Spotify on my phone, and it's just like, uh, 
Life of a Warrior, uh, now available on uh, Spotify. I was like, oh, bet, let's go. So I encourage you guys, go and listen to it. Um, also, pick up FIFA 17. Um, or if you're going to get it for Christmas, you can wait until then as well. Um, but if you haven't ever played a FIFA game before and you're curious about it, FIFA 17 uh, is definitely a good pickup. It's a little like a little difficult to get used to, but once you get used to once you get used to it, it's, it's fun. It's fun. So yeah, those are my recommendations. Okay, and then I told you mine. Life is strange. Really good game. Really ties you to the story. So, um, with that being said. Um, we will conclude this episode. We thank you guys for for joining us once again on our two man show. I felt this went pretty good. Yep, we don't have the distractions that is our walking band list. Mookie, that's you. <laughs> he is a walking band list. Man, he gets too heated about everything. <laughs> this would have been the day to talk about Kingdom Hearts. Ooh, which side note, they've announced that. They are. They've officially again announced and verified that they will announce Kingdom Hearts information this winter. But what dawned on me was, technically, the gaming winter season is from December to early March. Ouch. Now, granted, two events happen in December. Uh, PlayStation Experience, mm-hmm. which could be very, very, very likely. And then Jump Festa in Japan, which are two very likely places. I mean, Kingdom Hearts, let's really think about this. This is like an anime you're playing as a video game. Mm-hmm. It's literally what it is. Um, but I think last year they announced some information at PlayStation Experience, and then they kind of doubled up. And gave a little bit more new information at Jump Festa. So, we will see. We are, at this point, a couple months away. So, PlayStation Experience is early December. Um, Jump Festa is closer to mid-December. I mean, late December. Or closer to, like, almost Christmas time. So, we will see. But, yeah. Uh, with that being said, guys, thank you for listening, for joining us. And we appreciate the support you've given us. And sorry that uh, we did not record last week. We got some information. You know, we got uh, we're working on stuff. We're we're a little busy, but we're trying to get these new shows, these new con, this new content out. So, um, really be on the lookout uh, for that. Fall still going on, and we promise you fall stuff. But please bear with us. <laughs> Life has gotten crazy. It really has. Life is strange. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, but yeah, if you want to follow us, follow us on uh, Facebook. Even more about nothing. Follow us uh, on Twitter, e- uh, Eman Podcast One. I am still getting episodes up on Sound. I mean on um, YouTube. YouTube. I got a chunk of more episodes up. So um, slowly but surely, they're they're getting there. Uh, of course, SoundCloud, which is probably where some of you are listening to. If you're not listening um, through SoundCloud, you can listen to us on iTunes um, under the podcast section. So uh, take a look at either of those platforms if you prefer one or the other. So um, 
and keep an eye on our um, Facebook page. We're starting to do uh, a bit of streaming there. So uh, every so often you might see a stream pop up. If not, I'm hoping to get started streaming here in the coming weeks once things die down for me. Um, a little closer to the mid the end of the month of October, I will get into streaming a lot more. But you can follow me at Black Rafiki on Twitch. So any closing thoughts? Watch The Flash and The Arrow. Flash Arrow this week. Supergirl and Legends are next week. And Vixen, I think, is the week after that. The and 21st. This, and this isn't DC-related, but Brooklyn Nine-Nine is also going to have episode three this week. Superstore as well. Well, they're, on episode, they're going on episode four. Anyways, we will see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.